Welcome to Jay's Corner. Today's podcast, we've got, there's so many misnomers in personal finance. They start with the misuse of terminology. Words that many people think mean one thing. They actually are distortions or oversimplifications. We encounter them every single day. People too loosely use the word gambling, misunderstanding the exercise of poker and roulette, as if they're the same thing. The second mistake is that people discard their expertise, their knowledge, their wisdom in their own specific walk of life. And then when it comes to money or when it comes to certain situations, somehow they discard their expertise and replace it with some other logic that they normally don't use. We've got a real-life example, young poker pro Landon Tice against Bill Perkins, which happened over a year ago, but recently Landon Tice was asked some comments about, about the showdown, and I thought it was a good opportunity to make the comparisons. Before we get into it, be sure to subscribe, like, leave reviews on your favorite podcast platforms. It's pretty crazy. While video seems to have won the battle across, you know, all social media distribution, if you will, the reality is, is more of the people who have listened to the podcast have actually written, reached out to me, thanked me, asked for our assistance over here. That's highly appreciated. It's really the sole reason that I keep the podcast alive because I realize that while audio is not likely to win, that you, the audience here on the podcast, are amongst the most loyal. For that, you get my thanks. Be sure to share. Let's get started. You could be an expert in your field. All you need to do is use your logic that you use in those fields and apply it to money matters. Unfortunately, that's not what happens. YouTube's not helping. What you get is a bunch of narratives which actually are not correctly formulated. It pushes people off the track. In today's example, We've got a poker pro, an undisputed expert in probability, who made a mistake. The great thing is, he corrected it. For people who have no idea, they equate poker to gambling. Right from the beginning, people have it wrong. They assigned a simple term, gambling, and now poker equals roulette, which can't be more wrong. Roulette is 38 spaces and a bouncing ball. Winning at poker involves probability, uncertainty, and then payouts. Poker professional is studying charts, probabilities, running simulations about what possibly could happen. They're doing so on the fly. The probabilities change. They adjust their wagers based on the possibility and probability of payouts. Take a look at the other YouTube videos. PhDs, Math professors from MIT, UCLA, opining about poker. People assigned the wrong language to two very, very different exercises. They use the same terminology. This happens in financial topics all the time. People equate health insurance to homeowner's insurance. They're not the same thing. If you live in a 1,000 square foot home built of straw, you don't get $3 billion if the big bad wolf comes and blows your house down. Under health insurance, if you have cancer, you continue to get benefits and you keep getting benefits whether or not your cost is $1,000 or a $1 billion. You continue to get benefits. These two are way different. 
The payouts are entirely different. Nevertheless, people try to equate them exactly the same. I didn't choose this particular person randomly. He made an error, a pretty big one. He challenged a recreational player, a business person, to a poker showdown, a heads-up poker showdown. The poker professional gave the recreational player a handicap. At the time, I actually made a video about it. That for me, that handicap was too high. Long-term calculation of like what the EV of this particular spot is, how much are you actually winning for, is this a fair uh, a fair spot that you're giving Perkins in this particular instance, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I guess like talk a little bit about how easy it is to get swept up whenever it comes to the public attention and it comes to being a an influencer or a personality that people are following and engaging with. And this is kind of yeah. what I was trying to say. Like, it yeah. becomes one of those things, at least in my perspective, where it's very easy to overinflate an ego as well as overestimate ability where it comes to the attention is nice and like having that spotlight is something that I never had. So having that was something that was new to me mm -hmm. and it was something, it was a feeling that I kind of wanted to chase. But at the same time, I never really had a conversation with anyone from my corner, so to speak about, oh, hey, like I'm willing to lay nine because I knew that win rates and heads up was very high, like upwards of double digits and big blinds, but that's versus someone that doesn't study. And that's in a different player pool. And that's not where there's public attention and media. The first error was pretty serious because the poker professional actually underestimated the ability of the recreational player. This specific recreational player is just not any guy. This specific recreational player's professional background was dealing with scenarios where the number of moving parts is much bigger than 52 random pieces of paper, much bigger. His background, his professional knowledge was very directly, could be applied directly to poker, directly. The logic, the reasoning, the probabilities, the payouts, all of these were the standard exercise of this person every day. In fact, that's how he made his money, not from poker. In addition to that, this person over here could easily learn the scenario analysis that we saw in the earlier clip. So that was problem number one. In other words, the difference between the poker professional and the recreational player was smaller than the handicap. That could have been okay because the fact is that the professional could have made up the difference. That is possible. However, that's when mistake number two happened, and this one was serious. In this video, I spoke about it at length. Basically what happened, if one party or the other, if one of the persons or the other person got way ahead, they got to basically start over. And that is something called resetting the stack. What this did is this gave away the exact edge that the Poker Pro required in order to make up the difference in order to make up the handicap that he gave to the recreational player. It might seem like this is just a string of criticisms of Landon Tice. It's not. It's actually not at all. Because actually the real takeaway is the fact that he then resigned. And in that, he displayed a wisdom well beyond his years. He's not even spitting distance yet to the age of 30. And this is the point. 
The point is that he is expert in probability. After he realized that he had wrongly estimated the difference, after he realized the fact that the structure of the game wouldn't allow him to make up this difference, he ultimately resigned in the contest. And while he got criticized by people, the poker community, etc., etc., it's very clear to me what he did. They went to work, they studied the numbers, they realized the structure wasn't in their favor, they cut their losses. In other words, they reconnected with the logic at which they're expert from the beginning and then realized, oh, this is our spot now. We can't reach our objective. Let's cut our losses. The losses were a sunk cost. There's no reason to try to keep throwing good money after bad. My point here is that people get in this spot regarding financial matters all the time. They miscalculate. They underestimate something. They didn't understand the implications of the structure. You could be an expert in your field. During this video, you may have forgotten more math than I have ever learned throughout my lifetime. Let's not throw away the logic, the knowledge, your experience that you have. Just because the topic is different doesn't mean that the logic, the rationale, the way to think through matters changes. People make mistakes. You're hit with false narratives. There's happy talk everywhere. This clip on CNBC is another way of me putting it. In either case, you have to go back to 1980 to find a year where stocks were down double digits and bonds were down worse. Uh, there has been no place to hide other than cash. Even a, even a five-year treasury, uh, you got slaughtered on duration. And in that kind of environment, um, you have to learn technicals. Like you, you can't be one of these people that comes on in January, February, March, arguing with me, telling me, oh, this is a great company. Yeah, we all understand that, but the stock is for sale four out of five days. And then we have these green days where the Dow goes up 800 points and everybody forgets you're in a downtrend. You're in a bear market in the NASDAQ. You're in a statistical downtrend in the S&P. As of right now, we're going to finish this month, as I told you, below the 10-month moving average for the first time in a long time. This is not an environment that's rewarding fundamental happy talk about how great the management is or how innovative the software is. Nobody cares. Stocks are for sale. That's not going to continue indefinitely. And by the way, the money has to go somewhere. So you're not going to have bonds and stocks continue to lose day after day. But you have to understand the environment you're in before you start worrying about, was this a good or bad earnings quarter? Nobody cares. The financial press is dominated about talk of the numerator. On this simple calculation, in this picture, everyone's focused on the numerator with very, very little attention on the denominator, even though the denominator is far bigger, far more important, influenced by parties much, much, much bigger than anyone who's talking about the numerator. In fact, that was never the reality. It just so happened to be that the new denominator interest rates were stable and lower. One-way train for decades. If you had a good quarter, your stock's down 5%. If you had a, a neutral quarter, your stock's down 12. And if you had a really bad quarter, you're down 40. That's the environment you're in. We can change the topic. Life insurance, annuity, dental insurance, portfolio strategy. 
the same exercise happens over and over. People misunderstand from the beginning. People misunderstand the structure. Brendan Tice did the right thing. He adjusted once he realized he misunderstood. It may seem like I'm offering specific financial advice. I'm not. Instead, the information there on the channel is so that you can use what you have, use your common sense, so you can help cut through the noise and then be able to make a sound financial decision. Now, that's not the same as executing, which is an entirely different thing. For that, there's professional services. But before you even get to that point, it's best to have questions from a sound basis of knowledge so that you can separate the signal from the noise. And there's a lot of noise.